Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. This week, it's our 200th episode, and we're celebrating by wading back into the nasty world of fan fiction. We've got a surprise. If you hang on until the very end, we have some fan fiction that hits a little too close to home. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, it's our 200th episode, give or take an episode or two. And we're celebrating with some fan fiction. The best of the best. Now, did you go through and count? I did some quick back of the napkin math. Adding up our free episodes and our Patreon episodes. And it came out to roundabouts 200. And I did this math in the middle of the last episode we recorded, which was the 200th episode. <laughs> so this is the official 200th episode. Don't, don't check my work. All right. But it if you want to, if you want to, it should come out somewhere around. We also had an episode taken down by threat of lawsuit. Uh-huh. We also had an episode we fucked up and deleted accidentally. Uh-huh. There's been a lot of misadventure here in the Let's Stop There canon. That was the best one I think we ever did. That too. was the one that we, at the end of the episode, we were, we all looked at each other and we're like, that's the best one we've ever done. It was like right, right before Ganesha's wedding, like 20, 2019. That was before our hundredth episode, if you'd believe it. What if we lose this one? That'd be funny. Well, that episode probably sucked. Who are we kidding? That was a long time ago. We weren't as good uh, then as we are now. Sure? Now we're old pros. This shit's going to be a banger. Kind of seems like our fans think that our old episodes were better. We've lost a step. Is that right? Is that what they're saying? I've not heard any chatter like that in the Discord or elsewhere. But if that's what you, it takes, you're like Michael Jordan. You got to like give yourself some bullshit, bullshit to psych yourself up about. That's not even real. I got to psych myself up, man. People are saying we lost it. I don't think so, buddy. I'm going to prove them wrong. The haters. Who's who in the, in the 90, 90s Bulls? Who's the Rodman? None of us are Michael Jordan. Let's get that out of the way. Right now, we got Ganesh Solid Rodman. He's the foundation. I feel like a Phil Jackson. And is it? Oh, sure. Okay. I don't Fine. Think... You don't even play. That's even worse for you. You're, uh, I'm, <laughs> uh, no, you're not Phil Jackson. You're not a Rodman either. A Pippin? I don't know. Austin, you're a Pippin Steve Kerr. Pippin to who? Pippin to who? If anyone's Jordan, it's me. I do all the heavy lifting here. That's true. Uh, I'm Luke Longley. Jordan made it look easy and you don't. So that you can't be you. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's fine. None of us are that. We're all we're the nineties uh jazz or something. Hey, they were pretty good though. Yeah. I would say we're more people. like the street sharks. Sure. Whatever you whatever keeps you going. 90, all right. Nineties bucks. There you go. You know what? Now that I'm in the middle of this conversation, I'm realizing the fans were right. The show was better 
a long time ago. Yeah, why are we talking about this? I don't know. Okay, before we get into it, how we doing? How's everybody doing? Good. Great. Next. All right. That's good for, <laughs> Next good question. enough for me. 200 episodes in, there ain't nothing else to learn about each other. Everything's just fine. Yeah. If things aren't fine, we wouldn't be releasing an episode. What do you want me to say? I'm tired all the time. Yeah. I'm sad. I'm tired. Well, that's not good to be sad. <laughs> My thighs are great. sweaty. Sweaty. What do you want from me, dude? Why are your thighs sweaty? What have you been doing? Like, just now, right now? Yeah. You're sitting. I know. Okay. Damn. What kind of cushion you got on there? Is it does it stick to you? And he's just a big hemorrhoid pillow he's sitting on. <laughs> Either that or he's got one of those like foam things you get at like a minor league baseball game. Yeah. Gotta stay comfortable. Well, it sounds like we things are going poorly for us and we <laughs> our podcast sucks. Well, wow, they're coming to some sad realizations here in the two hundredth episode. This isn't the celebration I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Boy, the but important hey, thing is that we show up. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly we put right. In the time. Yeah. I won't say that we put in the work. Yeah. But we put in the time. No, we forgot it was the 200th episode until five minutes before we started recording, which is why we're doing fan fiction. And uh, subsequently, also, Ganesha's 25th minute of being late. <laughs> yeah. Ganesha, I don't know where we're coming in hot I have with the excuses. All right. What? You have a kid? They're not even excuses. They're reasons. What's the reason? What were you doing? I was making dinner. Did he eat it? I had to put my son to bed, and then oh. he didn't fall asleep, and then Here we I had go. to make dinner. All right? Here we go. All right? Yeah, that's a good reason. I guess I can't argue with you. You have a little baby. You want to come over here and tuck my son in? <laughs> if you need me to do that, then I'll do it. All right? If you can't step up and do it, I'm happy to. <laughs> All right. Well, good enough. We've got some nice energy we're starting off with here today. Uh, I came in combative. Sorry. That's, you know, yeah, that's why you're the Robin. I, I said I was, uh, was going to be a little late, and I was met with a lot of gifts in the group chat. Oh, like, man can't handle gifts. You know who can <laughs> handle a gift is Jordan. Oh, yeah. He's in some, too. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Fine. I'm glad we're all the, the 201st episode is going to be we're on a downward trajectory now. This is the attitude here isn't right. We're good. It's because we're doing it on a Tuesday. Why don't we take a minute to just reset and I can't like do some silent reflection. The AC's off. It ain't getting any That'll better. That'll play this. well on the podcast. Can we just take a minute? All right, Ganesh. What are we doing today? <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, that's... Fan, I feel, be- fan fiction? feel better. I, I feel can, a little bit better. I guess there's no synopsis for this. It's only... How many fan fictions have been done at this point? Uh, Ganesh is lighting up right in the middle of the podcast. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a whole handful of these, right? Fan fictions. I feel like it's got to be like our sixth or seventh fan fiction episode. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. But there's an endless well. They're usually reserved for holidays, like uh, Christmas, Halloween... And the holiday in this case is the bicentennial episode of Let's Stop There. Well, all right. You want, just want to get into it? You want to read fan fictions? You got some lined up? Oh, we do have a little special surprise at the very end. We got a couple extra special fan fictions locked and loaded. Are we going to do those last, Ganesh? Yeah. We still have like two minutes of personal time. Yeah. You know, I've had enough. Tell people what the special ones are so they stick around. We have some fan fictions about... Us. Let's stop there. Fan fiction submitted by some loyal listeners. 
Now, maybe that's the kind of thing that would make you turn this episode off right now. <laughs> but there you go. I'm nothing if not honest. That's what's coming up at the very end of the episode. But before that, we've got your usual debauched fan fictions, sexual dalliances between beloved comic book characters or whatever. Sick shit. Kind of stuff my parents are ashamed of. When I went home the other week, my, I think, did I even say, I might have said this on the podcast. My family was like, we got to listen to the podcast. And I was like, you really don't. <laughs> I leveled with them. I was like, it's explicit. It's disgusting. I say things I don't even <laughs> want to hear. You're definitely not going to want to hear You said that to my, them? And they, do they understand or they were the, that make them want to check it out even more? No, they were like, oh yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I feel like if I said those words to my parents, they would 100% listen. And I had a similar thing where I had- Why, as a way to, uh, to punish you, to know exactly what kind of nasty shit you're putting out there. Yeah, so they can reprimand me properly. Uh, but I had a similar moment a couple days ago. I went to the city because um, I had some family in town and my cousin- out of nowhere brings up my podcast does she listen to it i don't think so i think she just knows that i do it uh-huh and she brought it up and i had do your to, parents even know that you do that they know but i also don't know if they actually know how to listen to a podcast but all they would have to do is google my name and it would come they're up smart. first thing they're on google they're smart okay so what happened i i deflected and changed the conversation immediately and it did not progress beyond that no one circled back we have such a good product that my parents don't listen and i think they know better than to listen but my dad's always coming up with ways to make us more popular he's like you guys should do this or they should go on public access television that's a good idea you guys should buy advertising they're not bad ideas we should we should totally buy advertising but we don't we're saving made all it. that money for to a trip uh for a trip to bali <laughs> We could do it. People, we could do it. You can't by tell the end people of the to subscribe year. to our Patreon and then tell them their money just going to some future trip to Bali. Why not? No, I got an ad all ready <laughs> to go not? in the tank. I'm ready to. I'm ready to buy some ad space. Where do you want to? Where Times do you want to take an ad? See, that's the thing is, I can't figure out uh, a little peek behind the curtain. I can't figure out what our audience is like in terms of like where would you even market it? Where do you fan put, people who like fan fiction. in the Times? Yeah, in the times, uh, no. right, right, right in the obituary. Uh, Yahoo News. No, where people look like Instagram. Yahoo we tried News. Instagram; it didn't work. The engagement was low. Oh, ours is going to be the first good ad. In fact, the first Instagram ad we ever ran, it made me never want to do it again because I think there was like a video associated with it, and someone there was one comment on one video and just said, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah well that's just that's just that's uh i was like this isn't this is not a good roi <laughs> we'll do better next time fine we'll go to bali we'll go to bali, let's go to bali okay? dude we can do we can yeah. uh you know if you live in bali and you never heard of let's stop there you'll, you'll know about us a you'll know about us we're now. gonna do a personal trip that's right. in-person mm-hmm. advertising in bali 200 episodes in and we're on here just complaining about how we don't know how to market this stupid fucking show. Yeah. Well, they, that's our, it's our podcast and that's what I want to do. I don't want to complain. <laughs> we'll get them in the next 200. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> By 400, this thing will be a well-oiled machine. Humming along. Okay. We're a minute and a half over personal time and I'm done <laughs> with it. Let's get on with the show. We want to do fan fiction. We got fan fictions coming up. Nasty fan fictions. The kind of stuff that my aunt would disown me over if she heard it. Don't listen to it, Aunt Marianne. Turn it off. Okay. Let's go. Want to jump in? You ready?
See you around the bend with fan fiction. Are you ready to jump in? Yeah. Wait, hold on. I need to figure out which one am I going to start on here? Shrek. Yeah, let's Shrek, get Shrek, let's get Shrek, out of the Shrek, way. It's, Shrek, it's pretty Shrek, short. Shrek, All right, Shrek, All right Shrek, go. Shrek, 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 Shrek. That's me going. Get on. Start it off. Shrek, Shrek, Shrek. Fan fiction. Now, Ganesh, let her rip. Shrek. Okay. All right. <laughs> Trying new things in the 200th yeah. episode. I figure if I yell the same word over and over for five so, minutes, it'll make it us more listeners. So if I'm thinking about this, about editing that, I'm going to fade out Morris's beautiful music into you just chanting <laughs> Shrek. Yeah. I can do it again if you like. That's called collaboration. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. This is the Shrek Bible by the Shrekinator. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Justifies my chant. He knows the Shrek, you know. Once upon mm. a Tim, there was Shrek. Shrek was God. He create everything. First, he screamed light, and there was light. Then, second, he whispered animalis, and there was animals. Yeah, thirst. Checks out. The mighty Shrek shouted moon, and there was moon moon. Ford. Shrek said water, and water be. Fifth. Shrek murmured sexily fire, and fire was. Sixth Shrek God sang Earth and the world was created. Seventh, the Shrek created air, atoms, chemicals, and their compounds and evolution. Wow, that actually became very, the, the words started to actually make sense there in that part. Well, you got to explain it. Can't, mm-hmm. can't goof around on the important stuff. From his own doo-doo, Shrek made <laughs> the first man and woman. Damn. From his own damn doo-doo. This is more appealing to me than the traditional biblical creation story. <laughs> if you taught me this as a child, I'd be all in and I'd still believe in it today. I'm made from poop. Yeah. Yeah. Shrek's beautiful doo-doo. The man's name was Adam and the woman were named Evelinda, Jessica, Fishhouse, Salmon Breath, Megan Foxy, Mary, Julia, Okayla, Morgan Freewoman, Stevani Buscemi, Christiana Bible Humper. These are all these, these are all different women or one woman's long name. Uh, those are different women. A lot of lot of ladies. Damn, Shrek made a whole lot of ladies with his uh, extra. Uh, his uh, dookie. In the Garden of Even, Adam created the camera and porn. <laughs> wow, that was just right off the bat. First thing. Adam got jiggy with all the ladies. Evelinda gave birth to 40 human babes. So did the others. Together, they all had 560 babes. Damn. That's which that's all that's bred a- to have 7 billion human babes. Oh, Jesus. We're all the inbred fucking children of Shrek's dookie. Yeah. All right. I guess it makes sense. And then Shrek created Mario. <laughs> And, and there was great love between them. And so I will say one thing the actual Bible is missing is the creation of Mario. Yeah, they didn't get to it. They didn't get to Mario. One of if, if again, if I was a new human on Earth and I knew nothing, I would say, where did Mario come from? And the Bible doesn't answer that kind of question. That's true. This one does. And you're bound to play Mario before you read the Bible. Sure. Mario's not just a game. He's a lifestyle. See Mario in the movie theater on a backpack. 
He's everywhere. And so in this Bible of Shrek is the first ever written pornographic scene. Shrek flew down from heaven sensually. He saw the beautifully sexy Mario and he was horned. Mario seen Shrek and came. Shrek. <laughs> wow, damn. <laughs> well, he is, he is God, right? Uh-huh. Shrek riped off Mario's overhauls and passionately kissed him. Mario screamed manly in passion, and Shrek said, Get out me swamp! <laughs> and bent Mario over. Shrek entered Mario and thrust into his GPS spot. Mario whined sexually, Mamma Mia, and they both came. Shrek God said, It not ogre yet. Sex love, yes. And they made sex for 10 days. Shrek Damn. loved Mario so much that they had a babe. It was a fuckboy, and they named him Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay, it actually does tie together with the traditional story. Yeah, Jesus yeah. was not white. Jesus was half ogre and half Japanese Italian. <laughs> Jesus was beautiful. Jesus was given to some virgin and was later crossified because he was a sexy <laughs> demigod. Crossified is pretty good. Do you think maybe it was just a misspelling in the original Bible? Yeah. I think his so. crossified makes way more sense. Then Shrek God brought him back to life as a vampire for a prank. It was hilarious. <laughs> for a prank <laughs> on who? And then Shrek God <laughs> thought there needs to be more terror in this world. So he populated the deep sea with ugly monsters and he created Komodo dragons, giant snakes, bears, spiders, Justin Bieber, and swag. Wow. The end. The Shrekinator's got a lot to say, I think. You gotta read between the lines there. I like where his head's at. I'm pretty into it. I'd read more of what he's got. I mean, who's to say he's wrong? Can you visit like an author's page? I, and see I'm if on other it right books? now. And okay. uh, what's he got? Anything else? And he, sa he says, I am the Shrekinator. I write bad fan fictions to make my friends laugh. I wish Shrek would put his arms around me, smile, and strangle me to death with his <laughs> dankness so I can be with him forever and always. You got any? I mean, does he have anything else worth reading? I'll just give you some names here. Uh huh. Because he's stupid, and the plot is Thor ate some baby back ribs and becomes magically <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> okay. Rivalmance. Anders and Fenris are fighting, and Hawk tries to break it up. Who are these? I don't know. What, I don't know who what lore are. is that? I don't know. These might be crossovers. <laughs> I'd say. The last one is a crossover. He crossed over into Mario's butt. Star-crossed lovers. He hit his uh, G GPS. <laughs> Star-crossed lovers. Shrek God fell from heaven and fell in love ooh, with Hitler. Oh, and then there's yeah. a sequel Kauai in Hawaii where Shrek and Hitler tan on a beach okay I mean, Shrekinator. so that's probably the end for the Shrekinator here uh, disappointing Shrekinator it's, it's, it's I mean shame. if he did kind of prevent Hitler from becoming uh, we don't know uh, we don't know the context it could be yeah you don't know Shrekinator, maybe next time. All right, what else we got in the in the tank? Anything else? Yeah, this one is called. Are we taking breaks? We're just powering. We'll through. do one more. And we'll take a break. This one. Okay. This one is a little bit less salacious. Oh no! It's called the Eternal Struggle. Oh, colon. Sounds, still sounds fairly Hitlerish. Colon, goofus, <laughs> and gallant. The college years. Oh dear. 
I'm always down for some Goofus and Gallant fanfic. How is this not going to be salacious? You know, Goofus. Because it's rated K for kids. Uh, you know, Goofus always has a freaking boner, dude. Yeah. All right. K All for right. kids. He's, Great. He's I'm got a, for something a big old G-rated. boner and a big wet butt. Yep. Smoking is bad for you, said Gallant. My family better turn this off if they're listening. Don't listen <laughs> no, to they this. Might, they might like this. This seems wholesome. My fa- We're not a wet butt family. Uh, okay. Smoking is bad for you, said Gallant. Goofus grunted and gave Gallant the finger and took a long drag on his cigarette. Ooh. Oh, serious, sh- serious Goofus behavior. You shouldn't make rude gestures, said Gallant. Goofus ignored him and tried to blow a smoke ring. It didn't work. Well, I'm going to wash the dishes, said Gallant. Cleanliness is next to godliness. And godliness is next to fucking boring. He was surprised. Uh, yeah, I think on fanfiction.net, kid kid rated, you get one F word, one F bomb. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, those are the ratings. Yeah. Uh, Goofy sounds pretty cool, actually. Gallant, a little bit of a bitch. He's got a quick wit. It's all, that's quickie, always yeah, been the case. Yeah. Goof, I always identified more with Goofus than Gallant. Yeah. Actually, when I think about it, on the 90s bulls, you are Goofus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Goofus was sprawled, legs over armrest in a tatty armchair and wearing a Sex Pistols t-shirt. He washed Gallant through his bangs. What year is it? Could be any year. That's true. Any year post Sex Pistols. Now they're they're selling Sex Pistols shirts at Target, you know? Oh, yeah, right by, like, Ice Cube and, uh, uh, well, Shrek, of course. (laughs) <laughs> that's right remind me why i thought living with you was such a great idea oh you shouldn't swear said gallant as he filled the sink with soap and hot water he unbuttoned his cuffs rolled up his sleeves you're here because you're a spendthrift and have no money but family is always there when you need them oh are they brothers um they're lovers who washes the dishes do you, people wash dishes like that fill up the sink with water now nah, that this might be the 80s or 70s oh. That seems because like of how 70s, they're washing the dishes. Yeah, that seems like the 70s sex pistol babies. shirt says any year to you, but how they filled the sink for washing dishes says eighties. Okay, sure. Does anybody is, is Goofus? If this was a modern tale, Goofus would be fucking Deck. watching. He'd be watching Baby Gronk videos on TikTok, talking about being the drip king or whatever. That's Goofus behavior now. I thought you were gonna say he was a he was Dak Shepard. But Dak Shepard's actually kind of a ga- gallant. He wishes he was a Goofus. I think he was a Goofus. And now he's a gallant. He's a gallant that he's a gallant that cosplays as a goofus. Yeah, true. Man, that's like the most brutal thing to say to, about somebody. Yeah, you're poser, posing as goofus when you're really a gallant. Pose uh, a goofus in the streets and a gallant in the sheets. Goofus put his cigarette out on the back of the armchair. We were going to have him on the podcast next week if you could believe it. And attacks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just called and canceled. Yeah. Gallant up to his elbows in suds and dirty dishes, and with the afternoon sun glinting off his blonde hair, he looked disturbingly like a commercial illustration of a 1950s housewife. It was probably to do with the preppy short hair, like a butcher Doris Day. Goofus preferred his own long, dark locks, like night and day. The brothers couldn't have been more different. Gallant played football and the piano. Goofus... Uh, picked fist fights and played the electric guitar. Damn. Probably a better workout. That's a rebellious behavior. You should only play acoustic guitars if you're a good boy. Gallant made sure all his schoolwork was done neatly and on time. Goofus procrastinated and occasionally didn't hand anything in at all. Gallant had higher SAT scores. 
Goofus had the higher IQ. Oh, well, that's a twist. Gallant's a, Gallant's a dumbass, but he knows how to seem like a, a good boy. Goofus knew he shouldn't ask, but he couldn't help himself. What are you doing tonight? Gallant looked surprised. You'd think after 20 years. Anyway, uh, I'm studying, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Goofus, schoolwork is very important. Knowledge is power. And if I'm diligent, and Molly and Dave are as well, we're all going to go out and get milkshakes. The fuck are Molly and Dave? It's, uh, it's code names for drugs. Oh, yeah, so is milkshake. Goofus gasped. At night? Before bedtime? Oh, no, no. Gallant assured him. He'd finished the dishes and moved on to wiping the immaculate countertop. We'll be done in plenty of time to drink a good healthy glass of water and brush our teeth before bed, and I'll skip my usual dessert after dinner, naturally. It was one of genetics' great ironies that Gallant had to carefully monitor his diet and activity level to maintain a trim physique while Goofus kept his lanky silhouette without thought. It was a sore spot with Gallant that Goofus loved to poke at. Gallant is diabetic. <laughs> well, aren't you gonna ask me what I'm I'm doing tonight? Gallant looked Molly terrified. He hasn't been going to ask. Goofus knew. What are you doing, Goofus? You gonna go shoot up heroin? <laughs> Steal a motorcycle? Letting a little bit of reciprocal politeness slip past in the hope that it would avoid debauched talk? Well, you be studying also tonight, I hope, Goofus? Nope. Mendoza's throwing a party. Sherry says that Chuck says that Mendoza's cousin lifted a case of some kind of imported vodka off a truck in Jersey. She and Sherry apparently spent four hours making jello shots. But it's Tuesday! Damn, the ultimate bad boy behavior. Jello shots. Uh-oh. Gallant had somehow gotten grease from the toaster on his khakis. Goofus knew his work here was done. Later, brother! Goofus threw on a leather jacket and sauntered out the door, lighting a cigarette as he went. He wondered how many half-naked, drunk girls he could persuade to come home with him tonight, and how many it would take to put that tick back in Gallant's eye. And he went out into the world laughing. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, the, Is that it? The, the, the boys <laughs> are in college. Didn't really take any kind of twist or turns. I think I think Gallant grows up to be a podiatrist who storms the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, that's right. You know, one of those guys with his little uh, bulletproof vest tucked into his khakis or something. That's true. Yeah, you can't trust a guy like Gallant. Next thing you know, he'll be hanging off the podium with some zip ties taking Nancy <laughs> Pelosi out back or something. Not cool, Gallant. Your khakis. Who washes dishes in khakis anyway? Well... Yeah, I felt like that was a boring story. Yeah, I give that one a zero. Yep. Yeah, it's bat zero. <laughs> so, All right. Thank, thank you. Thank me. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you, Ganesh, for the zero. Shane gave us the perfect ten Shrek Bible, <laughs> or whatever it's called. Yeah, here's what I did. I I typed in Shrek. I selected M rating, and I selected romance. And then I got the Thor barbecue one. And then I said, no, no, this is too weird. And then I clicked Shrekinator and then I looked at all the Shrekinators and then I saw the Bible. And so I clicked that and then I sent it to you and then you read it. That's all you got to do. In the break, do that and then we'll find some good stuff. Okay. Back to the drawing board. All right. Back to the drawing board says Gallant. We'll be right back with more fan fiction. See you in a minute. Thank you. 
Okay, we're back, and we've got some more fan fiction for you on this momentous day, the 201st uh, or 2nd or 3rd or 199th or 200th episode of Let's Stop There. What's new? What's What you got cooking for us, Ganesh? This one is called Midnight Fun. Oh, now we're talking. Ice cream? Yeah. TV? <laughs> That's my kind of midnight fun when you're 35. Only one word filled the crimson echidna's mind. Aroused. Oh, we got knuckles. Oh, is that knuckles? Shit. Damn. The echidna breathed silently as he was facing away from the azure hedgehog next to him on the king size bed. The room oh. was bare except for a few photos on the wall from home, a small couch, and a TV to go with it, refrigerator in the kitchen. Knuckles and Sonic about to fuck in this bare bedroom. I thought they were rich. I thought they'd have gaudy taste. <laughs> I thought they were rich. Those are two, <laughs> two well-known characteristics of Sonic and Knuckles is that they are rich. Those are the coins, dude. Or the rings hey, or whatever. rings, okay. What the those f- rings. What and they ever. can only carry 100 at a time. And the that ring, much. The ring to uh, coin conversion rate. That's, it doesn't... Yeah. Uh, it's not a lot. You go up. You go to the bank and say, "I'd like to fund my mortgage with a hundred rings." They'll laugh you out of there. The rings are bigger than their heads, though. That's true. That's true. So, and they they seem nice to grab onto and toss around. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that, I guess. In this scene, that's what. Yeah, that's what Knuckles <laughs> is about to say about Sonic. Recently, both he and Sonic were accepted into the same college, but neither of them wanted an on-campus room since they were too small. But neither of them could afford an off-campus apartment, so they both pitched in money for rent. See, damn. Uh, poor. When they found out that they had to <laughs> share a bed, Knuckles was reluctant, but Sonic did not seem to mind. And here he was, laying down next to his best friend. And the strange thing was, the bulge in his underwear didn't seem to oh, bother Lord. him. Can anybody in these all. stories just go to? They can just go to sleep, right? That's not what life is, dude. Life is bulges. Dude. Life is <laughs> bulges, man. Boners, big mm. boners. Hey, all right. Life is all of your favorite stuff, just with a big boner on it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, cool. What's, what's right. your favorite thing in the world, Austin? What's my favorite thing in the world? Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Oh. Does he have a big boner somewhere on yeah, the internet? Yeah, he does. All right, let's find it. That's next. He turned his head slightly and looked to Sonic, who apparently, who was apparently asleep, he turned away from oh. him. He couldn't stop looking, even when he tried to force himself not to look. Wakey, wakey, Sonic. Why can't I stop looking at him? The thought kept racing through Knuckles' mind, faster than the blue speedster could ever possibly run. No matter how many times he told himself, he couldn't... Is there like a sultry version of the Sonic the Hedgehog theme that we could have playing behind this? (laughs) Is that too hard of a request to ask? I'll, I'll do my best to find it. Can AI do this stuff now? Can you be like, hey, AI, make me a sexy porno Sonic the Hedgehog song? AI won't do anything sexy or pornographic. I learned that one the hard way. You're using the wrong AIs, <laughs> my friend. You got a secret AI I don't know about? Yeah. Yeah. AI DN. It's AI D. <laughs> yeah, sure. That, that's. <laughs> Wouldn't some dirtbag make something like that why isn't it yeah. happening if i had the skill i'd do it you could do it you to, what, to do make it. the first porno ai sure it's it's out there dude you just gotta go on the dark web yeah joe biden's dark web ask chat gpt where to find the nasty stuff yeah maybe he can direct me to a nastier ai be like you can you can vouch for me <laughs> chat gpt tell him i'm cool when i talk to the other ai you tell him i'm allowed in 
Yeah. Chat GT GP Chat GPT GTP? GPTP. What is it? GBD. GBD. Chat GBD. <laughs> it's a gallant. <laughs> yeah, that's what the G stands for. Is that like the UK's currency? The GB the Great Britain dollar. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's right. Their currency is the little funny symbol from Pokemon. It's like a little P with a couple lines in it. <laughs> Pound sterling, they say. Yeah, but it's like the abbreviation is GBD. GBD? Sir, that'll be five GBDs for this, uh, for a. Uh, one serving of figgy pudding. This is for yeah, that pile of baked beans you're going to have at every meal. I'd like a breakfast of hot tomatoes and baked beans, please. Why, that'll be 20 GBDs. <laughs> Govna. <laughs> Great British doinks. <laughs> That's the slang over there. He couldn't stop himself from occasionally turning his head to look at the hedgehog. Suddenly, Half a, half a doink. <laughs> For the biggest, hottest tomato you ever had in your life. And six Vienna sausages. Suddenly Sonic spoke. <laughs> That's breakfast, baby. We're eating good. Suddenly Sonic spoke, nearly <laughs> causing Knuckles to fall off the bed. Knuckles. Can I get that slider with extra HP sauce, sir? Knuckles, stop moving around so much. I can't sleep, Sonic muttered. Sonic then turned over to face Knuckles, confused as to why he was moving around so much. Sorry, Knuckles replied. Knuckles sat up, looked at Sonic. What's wrong? First week of college getting to you? Sonic asked, smirk on his face. No, Sonic. No, it's this big boner I have. <laughs> it's my big, what, what is he, an echinended? Echidna. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you say that kind of animal? Echidna. It's echidna. His, it's his uh, dickidna. Hey, <laughs> Sonic, what do you think about this? Boing, oing, oing. Do you think Tails' boner spins around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's got to, right? It's got to even in him out if, this, yeah. if his tail's... <laughs> yeah. You need a stabilizer, dude. <laughs> it's his, Yeah, they don't show it in the comics or the game, but it's his, like, rudder. That's how he goes left and right. The tail spins and the little dingling is like a little yeah, counter. Keeps him going in the right direction. All right. That's right we figured it out. Maybe I'm just hungry. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry, too. You want a sandwich? Fastest thing I can make, Sonic told him. Knuckles. That's your Sonic, boys? It's Steve Urkel, dude. That's good. He's like, yeah, Sonic, I got two buns you can use right here. <laughs> Boink. <laughs> Boink. Knuckles rolled his eyes. He thought of the erection in his pants. So he was pretty sure getting up and making his own sandwich was definitely out of the question. Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Knuckles mumbled. Sonic, make me a sandwich. I'm bedridden with boner. <laughs> God. Sonic then got out of bed, walked to the kitchen. He didn't run? <laughs> if he ran, it would be chaos in there. Things would be flying off the walls. Bookshelves would be falling down. <laughs> Who has a boner? It's both of them? <laughs> no. No. Sonic's not turned on at all. Yeah. He's not into this. Why didn't he run, though? That's what he does. 
Cause it's, he, I don't know. He's taking it easy. He just woke up. Knuckles threw off the blanket with a sigh and looked at himself. He didn't know what to do. Should he tell Sonic? No, that'd probably freak him out. But what else could he do? Maybe just hide it. Pray to God Sonic wouldn't find out. Sonic opened the fridge, pulled out some ham, some cheese, tossed it on the nearby counter, shut the door, grabbed the bread, opened it. In less than a minute, he had two ham and cheese sandwiches ready. He smirked, picked them up, taking a bite out of the sandwich in his right hand. Sound a little dry. You need yeah, to have a, some sort of sauce on there. Yeah, mustard, mayonnaise. A little bit of mustard and mayonnaise. Sure, that's good a too. Maybe salt, a pickle. pepper. Slice of pickle. Pickle will do. Yeah, put some little bread and butter chips on there. No, no. bread and butter. <laughs> Fuck you. Boo. Kosher dill. We want dill. We want dill. Bread and butter. I think it would go well with the mustard and the ham. Uh, Nobody wants a bread and butter pickle. I think a little, little sweetness on there. It's like, a, you know, like a little maple glazed ham. You got a little bit of the sweet. You know, you need burnt. some. Wrong. Burnt. Burnt. <laughs> burnt. Doink. Doink. You got a, you got a freaking goofus over here. Jesus. <laughs> bread and butter. Jesus. Are you four years old? You want a little sweet pickle? <laughs> I like them all. But I think then this, the use case for bread and butter is right here. Uh, Maybe. I don't want that. I don't want that crap. <clears throat> Throw that thing on an English breakfast. That's where it belongs. Yeah, the leftovers. <laughs> Disgusting. He then thought of Knuckles and he grinned, thinking of the echidna's muscular figure, which kind of turned Sonic on. What? Now Sonic's into it? Okay. And he sighed, knowing that he couldn't let Knuckles know he was gay. He would probably start sleeping on the couch or something, which would make it worse. Sonic began walking to the room, figuring Knuckles would be agitated. But when he walked into the room, he was surprised to see Knuckles sheet down, erection in his underwear. <laughs> Knuckles just laying there, stiff as a board, like a corpse with a big boner. Does Knuckles usually wear pants? Uh, I don't think any of them wear pants. Sonic doesn't wear pants. But there was mention of underwear earlier. Maybe they just put it on when they go to sleep. <laughs> Usually I'm buck-ass naked, but when I go to bed, I put on a tight pair of underwear. Knuckles didn't notice at first, however, that Sonic was at the door. Knuckles? Sonic asked. Knuckles' eyes widened. He looked at the hedgehog, quickly threw the blanket over him. Cherry red blush reaching his cheeks. Uh -huh. Don't look at that. Oh, Sonic, I that's, don't know how long were you standing there. Don't don't look at my cherry red blush. That's my that's my bread and butter pickle down there. I don't, don't mind that. Long enough to see that you're turned on by me. Knuckles. Oh, it's just a sandwich. Looked away, but was surprised when Sonic grabbed the side of his head, turned him around, planted a kiss on his lips. Knuckles and grabbed his hand, pulled his head back. He stared at Sonic, shocked. Sonic, why? What? Sonic then cut him off. Oh, <laughs> shut it. You know you liked it. Sonic told him. Yeah. And he was right. Knuckles felt his length get harder. What? He could get even harder? His blush He's covered knuckles. his entire muzzle, which was really beginning to turn Sonic on. Sonic then reached for his crimson boxers and pulled them down, showing his hard eight-inch erection. Wow. Okay. Whoa, what's this? What are you doing? Knuckles asked. 
Haven't you heard of friends with benefits? Sonic asked. Sonic lowered his head, licked the tip of the echidna's length, causing Knuckles to shiver with pleasure. Knuckles let out a moan. When he felt his dick enveloped by Sonic's mouth, he began to bob his head up and down, going deeper every second. Oh my god, I can't believe he's doing this, but it feels good. You think when he does it, it makes the sound like when Sonic's underwater and he takes a bubble (laughs) in his mouth? You get that sound in there a couple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry. oh, Sonic, don't stop. Knuckles shouted. The lust-filled response spurred on Sonic, who quickened his pace. Knuckles, well, uh, he's, he's going really fast. <laughs> <laughs> his head's just going like... It's too fast, Sonic. Knuckles scooted closer to the edge of the bed. Sonic was now bobbing his head up and down on the erection so fast it was nearly a blur. Wow. What was... uh, Sorry to interrupt all the sex, uh, but what was Knuckles' special power? Was he fast, too? He could, like, glide a little bit. Glide? Okay. He's pretty fast. He could grab onto walls. Okay. You know what I mean? Climb up the walls with his knuckles. Oh, okay. Nothing applicable in the bedroom. I don't know. Knuckle in the butt. <laughs> That's my special move. Oh, Sonic, I'm coming. Knuckles shouted, his eyes widening. Sorry. Where sorry. are the ham sandwiches? <laughs> I Where are the ham sorry. sandwiches right now? What are you saying sorry for? Just I didn't want to. I, I didn't like to say that. Okay. Is that it? No. That's lunch for the Knuckles guys. Knuckles clenched his teeth and he oh. shot his warm seed into Sonic's <clears throat> mouth. Of course he did. Then they kissed passionately. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Whoa. (laughs) What's left left to yada? What's he said? Whoa. (laughs) Is that a legitimate legitimate reaction from you? A whoa? Oh, that's That's graphic. Well, don't read it. Or do. I'll just read the last paragraph. (laughs) You're about to hit us with a let's stop there and then back out of it. After a minute or two, Sonic felt his stomach tighten small tingle up his erection he then blew his load deep inside knuckles moaned loudly as he formed the felt the warm essence enter him do you think when he uh ejaculates it sounds like the rings coming out yeah he's like even poorer now (laughs) it's a transfer of wealth he venmoed him basically a period of silence afterward the only sounds in the air were the breathing of the two of them on the bed, staring into each other's eyes. I still want to know where the sandwich Yeah, what was the woe? Was it, that was the woe? No, No. he saw something else that he can't read. All right, let's stop there. Great. Nasty. Thank you for sharing that with us. Mm -hmm. Is our fan fiction going to be like this? Yeah, it better not be. Jeez Louise. Well, okay, are are we going to do our fan fiction now? Yeah, let's take a break and come back and we'll do the two. We've got two Let's Stop There fan fictions to celebrate 200 great episodes coming up right around the corner. All right, we're back and we have a special treat here to count them Two fan fictions about us, yours truly, the hosts of Let's Stop There. These we've had these saved for quite a while. I mean, some of these are, came to us well over a year ago, right? Like when 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 did do we have dates? When were these sent to us? This one, which was written by Patreon 
subscriber James A. Kennedy was sent on February 22nd of last year. We have been sitting on this for too damn long. This has been over a year. Waiting for just the right time. 200. 200, baby. 200. And you, too, can, if you even want to talk to this author and see what the fuck is wrong with him, you can join <laughs> us at patreon.com slash let's stop there. They're in the chat. All right. You go confront them. Say, what are you doing? How dare you write this kind of smut? Only $5 a month. Come and do it. All right. You want to read it? Uh-huh. It's called uh, Hose by Any Other Name. Oh, well, okay. Ganesh clicked the button to stop recording. Well, that was another perfect episode of Let's Stop There. I think we only <laughs> talked about shitting our pants for 10 minutes, which was very restrained. Ooh. Austin responded with, we have to give the people what they want. You notice Is that my voice? God, uh, Is it first time you're first oh, time you're, you're doing, our, doing voices. our voices? Wow. Let's see. Let's see who, what he picks and for who. Uh-huh. Um, who? He, he noticed a blinking light on the computer. Wait, did we get a voicemail? Shane said, ooh, I want to hear it. Maybe we'll, sound like we'll put it on the next episode. <laughs> All right. None of the three right. men knew it, but this voicemail would change their lives forever. 567-309-0357. Someone's got to call in or we're going to lose that number in the next month. Do you see that email? <laughs> Yeah, this happens every now and then. I just got to call it. I'll call it. All right. I'll do a pity voicemail. Call it right now. Before you forget. All right. Hold on. I'm going to keep reading while you do that. Ganesh pressed play and a panicked male voice filled the room. Shane, Ganesh Austin, I need your help. I can't give you the details over the phone, but it, it, this is a life or death situation. Can you come to generic small town Texas immediately? The Google subscriber you have called is not available. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, it's Austin. Here's your stupid phone number for another six months. Dip shit. Done. We're in for another six months of this phone number, folks. 567-309-0357. Call in now. You're my only hope. The recording ended abruptly. There was a short silence. That Wait, I missed it. I was busy calling. Say it again. A man. A man called and said, you're my only hey, hope. Hey, Ganesh Austin, I need your help. I can't give you the details over the phone, but this is a life or death situation. Can you come to generic small town Texas immediately? You're my only hope. Oh, hell yeah. Is it Caleb? There was a short silence as the boys looked at each other. Who? Caleb. Cade, one of our guys down there in Texas. Do you think that was Morris playing a prank? Asked Shane. Oh, damn, Morris getting a shout out some deep cuts. He's such a trickster. No, that didn't sound like him at all said Ganesh. Sounded serious. Do you think we should investigate? Austin replied, We have to help our fans, even if that means driving to the godforsaken hellhole that is Texas. And we've got a long weekend coming up. Let's do it. They That is me. I'm I'm the one who's out there for the fans. Shane and Ganesh are more interested in the fame and the money. They quickly <laughs> packed their suitcases with the essentials, podcasting, recording equipment, several kilos of snooters. Snooters. <laughs> oh. It's the fun drug. And extra sweatpants for Ganesh. They bid their respective <laughs> wives and fiancés farewell and headed out onto the open road. After a zany 25-hour road trip that we don't have time to describe here, the boys arrived at the main street of generic small town. It had seen better days. The storefronts had dents and holes along the walls, and many of the windows were broken. The street was deserted, save for a chiseled, shirtless man who was power-washing the sidewalk outside of the hardware store. Oh, shit. He was rippling with muscles and soaking wet. He had a big red echidna dick. <laughs> 
and he turned and beckoned the boys to come closer. Oh, thank God you're here. The man stuck out a beefy, dripping hand. I'm Cade, but my friend. Yeah. yeah. Cade. But my f- but my friend called me Hose Daddy. <laughs> Damn. We get to meet Hose Daddy wow. in person? Oh, I Only- knew you'd come save us. Only in my dreams. It's canon that Hostetti's name is Cade. Wow. Yeah. This is new can this is new ground we're treading here. Cade is Hose Daddy. A twist two hundred episodes in the making. What's the situation, Hose Daddy? asked Austin. There's a madman terrorizing the town. His name is James Goy Jr. He came (laughs) into town and promised that he would teach us to attract money using mind power. But he's just been kicking and punching everything in sight. Look at all the damage he's caused. This is flipping the script. James Goy is the enemy. Oh. And Cade is Ho's dad. This This is turning things that I never thought could be turned. This is... This is a whole new day for us at Let's Stop There. Have you tried to handle this yourself? Asked Shane. Unfortunately, he's too fast. He dodges out of the way of my powerful spray, <laughs> said O's daddy, looking despondent. <laughs> well, have you called the police? Asked Ganesh. You can't trust the police. They're just the enforcement arm of our... Oh. You can't trust the police. They're just the enforcement arm of our corrupt capitalist society, said Austin. (laughs) That sounds like me. They exist to reinforce the oppression of the lower economic classes. O's daddy ignored the anti-authoritarian outburst. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're just a small town. Our police chief is a horse. That's why I had to call you in. You've studied his ways. You know how to win in a street fight. You've kicked the heavy bag. You're the has only anybody, ones who can defeat him. Has anybody thought to reach out to Shovel Son? Hey, we don't know. Maybe he'll pop up. Could be. He does like to come out of holes in the ground. Oh, Daddy, we're here to help, said Shane. <laughs> How about we set up a trap to lure him here? I think I have an idea, said Ganesh. The boys made a sign saying weird fedora sale and put it in the hardware shop window and waited. <laughs> Within minutes, James Goy Jr. walked onto the street, kicking and punching the air. <laughs> ah, we have visitors, James Goy Jr. cackled. New targets for me to kick and punch with my power legs. He advanced on the group, laughing menacingly, cracking his knuckles. Not so fast, James Goy Jr. We have studied your work. I think you'll find that the students have become the masters, shouted Shane. James (laughs) Coy Jr. snarled and threw his fedora at Shane, which had a razor-sharp brim. But years of dodging mariachi bands on the New York City subway had honed his (laughs) reflexes, and he dodged out of the way. (laughs) Damn. That does sound like Shane. Yeah. He then delivered a roundhouse kick into James Coy Jr.'s stomach. Damn. Austin followed up by elbowing the evil man in the back, causing him to fall to the ground. Hell yeah. Austin's famous elbow. That's right. James Goy Jr. pulled out a knife and tried to slash at Austin's ankles, but Austin launched no. out of the way just in time. That's hell yeah. Ganesh released his cat Clegg. He ran onto <laughs> James Goy Jr. and scratched his eyes. Clegg's in this? He howled in agony. <laughs> I give up. I give up. I should have known not to challenge the host of the greatest podcast in history. Uh, did you editorialize that? Did yeah. You, it's yeah, that yeah, actually yeah. in the No, it's, it's in here. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's fan, fan fiction, Austin. Fan That's right. fiction. That's right. Ganesh called off 
His cat and James Goy Jr. lay on the ground defeated. Ho's daddy sprayed him out of the town for good. And a small brown-haired boy ran out into the road holding a small shovel. Daddy! <laughs> daddy, you did it! Oh, oh, it's beautiful! Ho's daddy swept the boy into his arms and beamed proudly at the group. This is my boy, Shovel Thun. The boy loves to dig. Now we can have a normal life. They're all here. Would you stay with us, please? Said Shovel Thun. Well, since I've been in this small town, I no longer feel like I'm scrambling, looking deep for purpose. Said Ganesh thoughtfully. Maybe we should stay. I've been thinking I need to get back to my Humpty Bumpkin roots, said Shane. <laughs> Scrambling, Damn. looking for purpose. That's, that's, that's the name a of a book, book dude. Damn, these are, this is, I mean, bravo. Humpty Bumpkin roots. Now that you mention it all the time indoors, my apartment has me feeling like a fat vampire, said Austin. <laughs> I think a move to Texas is just what we need. And they all moved into a big house together and did five podcasts a week. Hell on earth. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was uh, honestly, I almost shed a tear. Beautiful. Really, really well done. That captured everything, all the, the essence of the podcast for sure. And surprised me in a lot of ways. It really tightened up the lore, too. It really, I mean, yeah, we got a lot of canon out of this. I always imagined Shovel Sun as kind of a disgruntled, disgruntled older <laughs> kid or man. But a baby, the, this is like the genesis of Shovel Sun. Yeah. I'm happy. And it's I'm happy just, with it's it. a boy who carries a shovel, not a son with a shovel as a head, which was what I always pictured. I never thought like he had a shovel a as a head. son as like a star? No, oh, I just Jesus. thought it was a boy, but it was a shovel. It was an actual shovel. In my mind, he's always been a human with a shovel mm. as a tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now we know what it is. Thanks to James. Was it James A. Kennedy? Is that right? That's right. Not their real name, which we will not reveal on the podcast. But James, thank you. Thank you. I'm touched. Really, I feel really good. good. Yeah, that was good. All right, we got one more in the tank. We got one more ready to go. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this will inspire some listeners to send more. In, yeah. Right in the future, or don't. Let's take a break because, and come you know, back. You know, I don't need to feed our ego too much, but this is fun. Okay, we'll be right back. With one more, let's stop there, fan fiction. All right, we're back. Grand finale. One last let's stop there, fan fiction. This one, I believe, is by our Discord user, The Book Thief. How long have we been sitting on this one, Ganesh? When did this come in? October 18th, 2022. Okay, not that long ago. Feel good about it. I'm ready. Hit us. Hit us with it. The Podcaster's High School Reunion, part one, Uh, page one. Is there a part two? There are quite a few parts here. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right. We're in it. This is a a three-act play. Hell yeah. Austin still didn't know how Shane had convinced him and Ganesh to come to his high school reunion. Apparently, everyone in my graduating class will be there, he told him. My wife can't make it, so I thought it would be a fun trip, just us boys. Shane, your graduating class was what, a baker's dozen <laughs> out of the dirt schoolhouse? It was like, yeah, it was like 90 kids. 
Right. And they're all going to be there. Maybe it was the thought that he'd be supporting a friend. Maybe it was that he was promised free lodging, booze, and food. In either case, Austin now sat in the passenger seat. Seems like Austin's the hero of the story. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. Some say I'm the Michael Jordan of this podcast. Austin now sat in the passenger seat of a two-door coupe as Shane drove slowly down the unpaved cowshit road. <laughs> a lot of lore coming in. Uh, apparently, every like aiming for every pothole along its length in the backseat. Kanesh gripped the oh shit bar with one hand, the other holding down the cat carrier in the seat next to him, in which three cats yowled with every bump. His pregnant wife, understandably, did not want to wash them for the weekend. Wow. Damn. Damn. Clegg is two for two in appearing in these fan fictions. <laughs> No amount of food or booze will be worth this trip. We're almost there, Shane told him for the umpteenth time. At least this time, in the encroaching dark, Austin could see the lights in the distance. Please tell me that's our motel. Should be right in the center of town. There wasn't another building in sight. Apparently, center of town meant something different on Cowshit Road. Shane finally pulled up onto a swath of dead grass outside the building. Oh, thank God we're here, Ganesh said, impatiently kicking the back Austin's seat. I really need to take a shit. Uh, one huge mistake here, though. Ganesh would never ride in the back seat. I was gonna he, say, would never, he would never even You're let... Taller. I'm I taller. Even think that's what he would inch taller I'm than I'm taller me. and older. Uh, well, you are older, that's for sure. He probably, well, yeah, he you're right. probably wouldn't even let me drive. He, no, you can right. drive. Yeah, you can drive. He'd refuse if he said. I, if he said, I don't, "If I don't get the front seat, I'm not coming." That's a hundred percent. I wouldn't say that, but I would muscle my way into the I'm front taller, seat. Taller, he'd say, a half an inch above me. I got longer <laughs> legs. Your legs are short. You're all torso. That's not right either. All right, fine. Well, get out of the back seat. We're here. Austin eyed the motel as they got out. He wasn't sure they were in the right place at first. As above the doors of the quaint storefront was a hand-painted sign that said, Cowper's Cow Pie Bakery, Diner and Purveyor of Fine Artisanal Goods. <laughs> but in smaller letters next to it in a blinking red neon were the words, No Vacancy. So apparently this place did rent out rooms. Uh, are you sure this is the right place? I asked mid-stretch. Of course Who's it is. Who's the I? Me? I'm the first, first person from my, for you. I, I, I should have said me. I should have said Ganesha asked mid-stretch. Oh, yeah. Of course it is, said Shane said. It's the only place in town. As they pushed their way inside, a small bell chimed above the door. Austin barely had a chance to take in his surroundings. A few aisles of groceries, other necessities, a diner counter and booths on the left, a motel desk to the right. Before something screaming leapt out of the darkness and grabbed Shane. Oh, Lord. Only after his heart stopped racing did he notice the petite, red-haired woman clinging, clinging to Shane's rigid frame. <laughs> oh, God. He is rigid. He nailed it. Boys, this is Virginia Cowper, Shane said. She was the valedictorian of our class. <laughs> Virginia Cowper. Oh, please. There were only 20 of us, and little Jeffy was this close to beating me out for it. It's not as big as a deal as it sounds, and please call me Ginny. Austin extended his hand for a shake, but she wrapped him in a hug instead. That's Austin, Shane said, waiting for her to move on to his final friend before he said, and that's Ganesh. <laughs> Your final <laughs> friend. That's about right. It's such a pleasure to meet you both. When Shane told me he was bringing his friends from the big city to Cowshit Road, I was just so excited. <laughs> we don't get many visitors out here. Now, what is it you three do? Shane mentioned something about, and here she lowered her voice as if to say a naughty word. A podcast? Before Austin could answer, the shopkeeper's bell rang again behind him. 
Shinny's focus darted to the door. Rajneesh, what is it? A police officer stood in the doorway behind them. Oh, dude, is this the hot Indian cop? <laughs> sure is, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah, there's a deep cut. He was All one right. of the most handsome men Austin had ever seen. <laughs> Tall and broad-shouldered with a too tight blue uniform clinging to every Ooh, sculpted wait. muscle from his chest to his thighs. I've got the vapors. He's still hot, even oh, on Cal yep. Road. Oh, my. He looks good. Even hotter, actually. Austin elbowed him in the stomach. Miss Cowper, there's been another murder. He said, voice deep and husky. What a character. Another one Mm -hmm. of your classmates, I'm afraid. One Miss Henrietta Heffers. We found her in the sugar orchard. (gasps) (gasps) Not the sugar orchard. That's the third this month. Wait, Shade said. Our classmates are being murdered? Rajneesh seemed to finally notice the three of them. That's just the way it is around here. For some reason, our town is the highest murder rate in the state. (laughs) But luckily, we have Miss Cowper here to assist us in these matters. Jenny blushed. I'm an amateur sleuth in my spare time. My day job's much less exciting. I run the only bakery in town. It's also our only diner. And now that I started selling artisanal goods, the only store as well. You three should really come by for breakfast tomorrow. Austin glanced at the diner area just a few steps to their left. Uh, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Damn. Sassy. Yeah, I'm hungry. You guys got Eng- you guys got English breakfast? Big hot tomato? GDB? Got a pocket full of GDBs burning a hole. Do you take GBDs? Mm-hmm. Rajanish cleared his throat. About the murder? Oh, right. I trust you can handle checking yourselves. Shay nodded, taking an old iron key from her. Ganesh had the decency to wait for Jenny and Rajneesh to leave before he said, hurry up and open the door. I told you I needed shit. <laughs> I forgot all about that. They found the room easily enough. There are only two to choose from. Shane unlocked the door, let him inside. Ganesh immediately set down the cat carrier, run into the bathroom, leaving the other two to inspect the digs. There was one queen-sized bed in the center of the room and one rickety-looking cot in the corner. Either Ooh. you were sharing the bed or waking up with back problems. We're going to get cozy. I wish this was a choose-your-own-adventure where we could pick who sleeps with who. All three big beds. All th- in the bed. All, all three, three in the bed. bed. Come on, let's squeeze what, in. Is it a queen? Yeah, you can put. You can have three adults in a queen bed. That's right. Three queens and a queen. Okay, that was part one. All right. Oh, okay. Great. Part, I'm breezing through this. They thing. are part two. The boys sat together in a booth at Cowper's Cow Pie Bakery Diner and purveyed fine artisanal goods. No vacancy. Heads bent <laughs> forward <laughs> over good. plates of pancakes and eggs. Only Ganesh was eating a fork in one hand, a piece of bacon in the other. I think they're called flapjacks on Cowshit Road. For Austin, the subject of today's conversation really put a damper in his appetite. I think. We're being framed for murder. Us? Us. That's ridiculous. Who would want to frame the three of us for murder? It doesn't make any sense, Shane said. But with almost everyone in my high school, but almost everyone in my high school class has died in the last few months. <laughs> Damn. Damn rough. Which makes you a suspect. <laughs> Ganesh said, gesturing at him with a limp piece of bacon. Yeah, except each murder references a book we've read on our podcast, Austin said. He started ticking them off on his fingers. There's Reginald Kidd, who was found completely drained of blood in an Arby's parking lot. Just like a certain fat vampire would do, Shane said. That's brutal. Then there's Angus Galloway, who was locked inside a sauna and killed with hydrogen sulfide. Sam, something stinks at the spa. Oh. Then there's Ryder Bullock, who choked on a breadstick. Oh, remember <laughs> Henrietta Heffers, who drowned in a bucket of maple syrup. Stetson Ruff Rutherford, who was electrocuted by a malfunctioning vibrator. 
I don't remember that one. <laughs> Dying for dinner rolls, maple syrup murders, and the electric boner. Oh, we read a book called The Electric Boner. Yeah, you don't remember that one? 200 episodes add up. I admit, if you go by the titles, these murders could be loosely tied to some of the books we've read, but that's got to be a coincidence, right? The door to Cowper's burst open and Chitty ran this is inside. Like, this is like the movie Seven. Yeah. Okay. It's our seven. It. The door to Cowper's burst open. Ginny ran inside, followed closely by Rajneesh. Hubba hubba. Shame. Hey now. She cried. Take it off. Take your shirt off, Rajneesh. Thank God you're alive. Another one of our classmates been murdered. It's terrible. The police in Beverly Hill just called. Maeve Strickland was beaten to death. Austin cringed. The books they read could be graphically violent at times, but it was almost always comedic graphic violence. Maybe he was wrong after all, and these murders had nothing to do with their podcast. I found the murder weapon nearby, Prajneesh said. It was the menu from the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> oh, no. That'll get you. Those things weigh a good 20, 30 pounds. Yeah. The boys stilled. Well, there couldn't be any question about it now. A phone chimed in Jenny's <laughs> pocket. She was she pulled away from the officer to check it. I should go. Amazon just delivered the lie I needed to make my new batch of soap. Her eyes again grew damp. It was supposed to be strawberry cheesecake scented. Hmm. Suspicious. Rajneesh waited for Ginny to step away before he rested his palms on the table, leaning toward him. The top two buttons on his police uniform were undone, showing off mm -mm. Uh, way too much flesh. There are any cheesecake factories up there in New York City? Rajneesh asked. Austin met Shane's eyes, since Ganesh was too distracted trying to see down the officer's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, ain't that true? Yeah, I think there might be one in Queens, Shane offered. Austin kicked him under the table. I pulled your records, Rajneesh said, glancing at each of them for lingering on Ganesh. I see that at least one of you has spent some time in jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Ganesh actually blushed. You're looking into me, officer? Well, if there's anything you want to know, I'll gladly tell you. Maybe over dinner. <laughs> That's enough, Austin cut in. None of us had anything to do with this. Well, that remains to be seen. Now, if you'll excuse me, Miss Cowper seems to be in need of some comfort. All right, part three. Whoa. Okay. The, the, the thrilling conclusion. We haven't even made it to the damn uh, reunion. Is that not happening? Everybody's wow. dead. It's just me. That's what I'm... <laughs> The only one left. Shane led Austin and Ganesh inside Cowshit Road High School. <laughs> School desks had been piled in a corner. Cows all tucked yeah. away in their stalls. CSRHS. Cows all tucked away in their stalls is a funny line. Someone had mucked the floor so that they were mostly clean. Living room for standing tables, a buffet, and a dance floor. You could barely smell the manure. <laughs> Ganesh had insisted on bringing his cats, mewling inside the cat carrier, not trusting them to be alone at the motel with a quote-unquote murderer afoot. Jenny stood at the table, covered with name tags just inside the door, Rajneesh at her side. I have a guess. I have one guess. All right. I think this manure is going to get hosed down. You think? You think Jose might come back again? I don't know. You never know. Could be. He's always somewhere lurking. I would love to see two different versions of a hose. Dueling, of hose dueling hose daddies. Mm -hmm. She smiled brightly as they entered, but her face fell when she recognized them. Other than the five of them, there is no one else in the room. Are we the only ones from our class that showed up so far? Shane asked. Ginny nodded, biting her lip. Just us and Bev Buckley. She nodded towards the women's restroom so as oh, to explain her Bev. absence. 
If we don't count the ones that recently died, that means we're waiting on Marty Turnbull, Little Jeffy, Calvin Springer, and John Cowden. Yeah, I'm sure they'll show, Shane said. Unless someone's gotten to him first, Rajneesh said, crossing his arms, glaring at him. Is Rajneesh even in this high school class? Why is he here? He's a cop. He's a cop. Patrol. Go patrol. This is like more patrol that he can handle. People are dying face down in cow shit out there in the road. You get out there. Get on your beat. Ganesh quickly looked and said too loud, Are those deviled eggs? He ran to the buffet table. Damn. I better keep an eye on him, Shane said as he trailed after him. You know how he gets around deviled eggs. <laughs> this episode is extremely accurate regarding Ganesh and his motivations. <laughs> and I better go check on Bev, Ginny said. She bit her lip again even harder. Austin wasn't sure how it wasn't bleeding by now. She's been in the bathroom for a while, and she was gone, leaving Austin all alone with Rajneesh. So, Rajneesh said at last, I hear you and your friends have been over at the sugar orchard asking questions. Have we? Yeah. This again, Austin suppressed a roll of his eyes. Well, you did accuse us of her murder. Such great A detective work from the finest on Cowshit Road. I thought the three of us might find something you and Ginny missed. Are you sure you didn't return to the scene of the crime just to cover your tracks? Maybe intimidate some witnesses? What witnesses? Austin said. A bunch of trees. Do I look like I could intimidate anyone? This town has maybe 10 people in it, and most of them are dead. Rajneesh opened his mouth to respond, but a loud scream split the tension. It was indicative of this trip that Austin could instantly recognize it was Ginny's. Four men racked into the bathroom. Ginny stood against the wall, mouth covered in horror. When they entered, she pointed in the lone bathroom stall. Bev Buckley slumped against the wall next to the woman's turlet, white foam drying on her lips. Oh, no. Oh, looks like an overdose of some sort. Oh, boy. Raji said, plucking a clear baggie from her clenched fist, yelled it up to the light. Also could see a colorful sticker on the front. They got a drug called Snooters up there in New York City. Oh, shit. No, it's the fun drug. Oh, now wait a minute, Austin began, but his phone buzzed in his pocket. Normally, he would have ignored it. Him and the boys were being accused of murder, after all. But he heard Rajneesh's phone go off at the same time, as well as Shane, Ganesh, and Ginny's. He pulled out his phone and swiped to see an Amazon notification. Your Amazon driver is attempting to deliver the answer to all your questions. Please meet them outside to receive your delivery. It's Bezos. It's Bezos. The rest of their group checked their phones, then glanced towards the only exit. Not to state the obvious, but this seems like a trap, Shane said. I don't care. Someone's murdering our classmates, and it's about time we found out who it was. Ginny stormed out of the bathroom, burst through the barn doors, followed closely by Rajneesh and Shane. Ganesh brought up the the rear of the plate of deviled eggs in one hand and the cat carrier in the other. As Austin stepped into the darkness, he looked up at the sky, expecting to see stars, but instead he was met with an endless void. Damn, this is bleak. How are we getting out of this one? Something's not right, he whispered, and the lights flickered on. Ginny shrieked, and Shane let out a small yelp as he fell onto his ass. Blinking, Austin tried to clear his eyes of the afterimage of the bright stadium lights hanging above them. When his eyes finally cleared, he looked around to see that they were not outside, but in the middle of a bowling alley. There were a dozen other people with him, wearing <laughs> flannel shirts and beanies, covered in tattoos, all the men with handlebar mustaches and beards. Okay. 
hipsters, but not just any hipsters. One was wearing a Keep Portland weird shirt. <laughs> These were Portland hipsters. What the fuck? Shane said. The hipsters started laughing. Red faced Shane started scooting back away from them. <laughs> Damn. We're in Shane's unconscious nightmare from when he fell at the bowling alley. <laughs> oh my God. Which only seemed to make them laugh harder. Austin ran over and helped Shane to his feet. Behind them, footsteps. A silhouette walked toward them from the shadows, his features slowly coming into focus. He wore a suit with a prominent bald head. Little Jeffy? Shane asked. I'm not so little anymore, Shane Burklow. <laughs> Call me by my real name, Jeff Bezos. Indeed, there stood the founder of Amazon.com. You went to school with Jeff Bezos and you never told us? Ganesh asked, setting down the cat carrier on a table. How old are you? <laughs> yeah. So he could shove another egg into his gaping mouth. <laughs> oh, wait, what's that? So, like, I, you still have the eggs? I'm still eating eggs, dude. I didn't recognize him. We always called him Little Jeffy. And he had hair back then. I had hair, yes, but that was it. My family was poor and my classmates mocked me, but I worked hard. I went to Princeton. I founded an online bookstore, which then became the largest e-commerce site in the world. With my billions, I was also able to rewrite the history of my past. If you check the internet now, I grew up far from this podunk town. I was the most popular in my class, out every weekend with a different lady. I kept some aspects of my life. People love a good rags to riches story, but that was it. So you killed 17 people just to hide the fact you're from Cowshit Road? I didn't kill anyone. I have alibis for every murder. If you follow the evidence my team planted, however, a trio of podcasters start to look more and more guilty. Oh God, he got us. Dead to rights. But why us? Shane asked. What did we ever do to you? You mocked me. <laughs> he screamed, pointing at Shane. You back in high school, and then as adults, you... He gestured to include Ganesh and Austin in his anger now. With your podcast called Amazon Book Club. <sighs> Can we get, like, the original Amazon Book Club theme song as a <laughs> motif here? <laughs> we only have, like, 58 listeners, dude. Ganesh grumbled. And I didn't even... Hey, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't even realize you were a little Jeffy until a few minutes ago, Shane protested. Plus, we changed the name to Let's Stop There years ago, Austin said. We didn't think it was beneficial to be associated with your brand. I'm a truth teller. <laughs> I don't care if it was unintentional or not. You try to humiliate me, so here I am, humiliating you. And if word ever gets out about where I'm from, all it takes is one tip to the police and you three will be in prison. Mutually assured destruction. You won't get away with this, Ganesh said. You just admitted that you had those people killed in front of a very handsome police officer. And at least a dozen other people, Shane mumbled, gesturing to the Portland hipsters in the next two lanes. Though none of them seemed to be paying attention, instead of discussing the merits of various IPAs. And what's he gonna do about it? Jeff asked. I'm a billionaire. I'm basically untouchable. It's true. Rajneesh nodded solemnly. We rely on Amazon basics for our bullets. Without, <laughs> without them, the police would have to try to be, he shuddered, nonviolent. Rajesh is still hot. Yeah. Hot, but he's bad, but hot. I hate capitalism, Austin muttered. Wow, this is a real, this is, this is a running theme for me in this, these stories. I understand why you kept them alive, Ginny said, but why not kill me? Why? Jeff asked because I've always loved you, Virginia Cowper, ever since the third grade when you brought me chicken noodle soup after I got E. coli from the manure in the school barn. <laughs> Damn. 
Jeff's had a hard go at it. And now that's why he's bald now. And now that my wife divorced me for sending a dick pic to another woman, we can finally be together. He pulled a phone from his pocket. Alexa, start the chopper. On the wall behind, Jeff suddenly fell backwards, revealing an awaiting helicopter. Its blade started spinning as he got ready for takeoff. Come with me, Ginny. I'll give you the life you've only ever dreamed of. Ginny glanced between Rajneesh and Jeff Bezos, biting her lip. Ginny, there's no way you can consider this offer. He killed all your classmates. I know, but I'm tired of working five jobs, solving murders and living on cow shit road. I want an easy life. I want to marry a billionaire. Ginny dropped his hand and twirled, running into Jeff's waiting arms. He dipped her into a deep kiss. The, the billionaire love is a great plot point here. It always wins out. Were her and Rajneesh a thing? I don't even oh, think I got yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Dude. I didn't know that. I didn't know right that. between the lines, buddy. I'm bad at that. He's hot. She's hot. Is she hot? I don't know. All right. She's with <laughs> Jeff now. Uh, I feel sick, Ganesh said. Austin thought he was referencing to the referring to the sight of Jeff kissing Ginny with an excessive amount of tongue, but then something rumbled deep in Ganesha's gut. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten all those deviled eggs. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ganesha's natural enemy, the egg. A uh, foul stench <laughs> filled the air. Did you just make an Arby's beef and cheddar in your sweatpants? Austin asked. <laughs> no. Ganesha grumbled. These are my dress pants. <laughs> Jeff and Ginny ran into the waiting copter, hand in hand, as Rajni's sank to his knees in defeat. The trio watched as Jeff and Ginny lifted into the air, the downdraft scattering loose, loose bowling scorecards as it lifted off the ground. Nobody noticed the cat carrier inching toward the edge of the table until it crashed sideways onto the bowling alley floor and three shrieking oh no. cats ran into the night. Oh no. God damn it. The end. Wow. The end is the cats get away. <laughs> Holy moly. That's great. Well, that was beautiful. Wow. Another beautiful one. Wow, those were worth the wait. Probably should probably should have read them a long time. Probably, ago. probably. Yeah, well, <laughs> those are exceptionally great. Yeah, way better than anything we've ever read on this show, fan fiction wise. And it's not just because we love our ourselves; they're well written, yeah. they're fun. Bravo! I say submit them to fanfiction.net. Yeah, start, you got to start a new tab under the For podcast. I guess it'll be under Misk. Is there a podcasters section? No, it's Misk. See Misk. Is there a podcast? But there's a subcategories of Misk. I don't see pot. radio dramas. There it is. Count. That's it. That's a, oh, yeah. it's the same thing. That's what it'll be. All right. Good. Those are great. Thank you so much for writing those. And I'm sorry it took so long for us to read them, but it was worth the wait here on our 200th episode. What a celebration. 200. Of a podcast with a modest listener base. 53, I believe the last book said. Yeah, that's it. We did it. 200 episodes. You guys ready to do 200 more real quick this weekend? Sure. Just knock them out. All right. We'll do it. Episode 400 coming up next week. I know you've got some uh, host daddy sound effects in here, but let's just get one uh, mama. That's oh, for old time's yeah. sake. Sure. And I'd say, why don't you just put the Bowflex music behind me right now? Because I've worked right. quite a well, here say something heartfelt with the Bowflex music behind you. Uh, what I want to say is that I am touched by all of our listeners out there who've stuck with us through thick and thin, ones that have come and gone. You know, sometimes I look back at the Discord and there's people who came and went, and I just want to say thank you all from the bottom of my heart for listening to even one minute of us talking about pooping our pants and having a boner, okay? It's the best we can do, and we're glad you were there for the ride. That is sentence heaven. Oh, yeah. And sentence jail. Boom. Oh, 
no. We get both. If I'm guilty, then hey, lock me up. Guilty of loving our fans. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, that's the end of the show now. 200 episodes down, uh, 1,800 more to go. <laughs> We're almost and there. And then? And then we'll, we'll be see. putting the Maybe Podcaster I'm... Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's for right. 2,000 hits. 2,000 hits. We're batting 1,000 so far, and I don't plan on stopping. Okay, let's just wrap this up now. Thanks to Chris Langwood for our artwork. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. 200 episodes of art and music by those two. We love them. Uh, thanks to you for listening. You can find us at letsstopthere.com. Hit us up on social media. Let's stop there. Give us a phone call. I just renewed the number. 567-309-0357. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Write us a freaking fan fiction and we'll read it two years later. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to it. We promise we'll get to it. Patreon. Patreon.com slash let's stop there. $5 a month. You get a whole butt ton of episodes. By the way, those episodes do count in the 200 episode count. So if you've missed some, you got to go catch up. That's all. Thanks again. Rate and review. Haven't said that in a while. Get tell our name out there if you like. Tell your friends. Don't tell my family. Or mine. Uh, and that's all. That's all we got today. Thank you. And goodbye. <laughs>